Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Flyered Up Podcast. I'm your host, Amadeo Gracia, along with Chris Mayer. And a lot of announcements have come from the NHL in the past few days, so players are back at the practicing in small groups as we're getting into this Phase 2 process. And the NHL also announced the start of Phase 3, which is going to be on Friday, July 10th, where teams can start practicing in bigger groups and start getting back into that training camp process. So we, the Phase 4, it's coming closer and closer every day we get near to possibly the, the start of the, the restart of the NHL season. So we don't know the exact date for Phase 4, but we know when Phase 3 is going to happen and Phase 4 is going to happen at a later date. And also, as we go through June, we're getting a lot closer to the NHL Draft Lottery, which is it's nice because previous days we have the MLB draft that happened a few days ago. The NBA is starting to announce more dates. The MLB is still going through their terrible disputes of when they start the season and whatnot. So it's a terrible process. Oh my god, that that pisses me off. <laughs> it's just it, it, it's it's nice to see that sports are starting to come back in little spurts right now. Hopefully, the MLB can get whatever they're going through. But it's nice to see the NBA, they're starting to schedule their dates around when they're about to come back. And it's nice to see the N- the NHL start to get into their different phases. So, in terms of Flyers news, there's some very exciting news to go around. So, Oscar Limblom, we all know the story with him being diagnosed with cancer. He is the Flyers nominee for the Bill Masterson Memorial Trophy, which is... The best, the player that best exemplifies the quality of perseverance, sport, sportsmanship, and dedication to ice hockey. So, Oscar Lindblom, it's a fantastic story what he's going through right now with going through his cancer treatments. He's there's a lot of reports saying that he's getting closer to the end of his cancer treatments, which is really good. To where he, when he's done, he can get healed up, he can get back onto the ice maybe in a year or two. So that'll be nice seeing Oscar Lindblom possibly back. On in in the Flyers orange in the Flyers jersey in the very near future, and that'll be nice for him to see him get this award because I feel like he's going to be one of the top nominees. I would say alongside Bobby Ryan of the Ottawa Senators, because that'll be that'll be nice to see Oscar because it's just the story is just it's great. It's a great story, and and Chris, like, what do you think? Just we all know like how you feel about like Oscar Lindblom going through his whole situation like right now. Like, how best do you think that will like I guess cap off like his story like winning the Masterton and then getting close to getting back onto the ice. Dude, I, I I don't even know how that reaction would like pan out because I think that, that would be amazing to see. Because I think like especially now with like the way that things are like going on in the world, I think it would be uh kind of good to see that, especially like from a flyer standpoint and things like that. Um as a hockey fan, I think that would be good to see. Um kind of bring some joy to everybody and I think that would be um, one, one, I, I honestly think he should win. N- not even really because I'm a Flyers fan, but just because of default. Like he has cancer. I mean, and and I'm not saying that like none of the other stories are bad. I'm just saying that like none of them have like a, I guess you could say an, an illness like that. Like I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, but like, you know, like I, I just don't. I, I honestly can't see anyone else winning besides Lindblom. I, I really can't. I could I could see that definitely like the, from what he's been going through he's fighting the whole, the whole cancer treatment he's going through very well and even during this tough time with COVID-19 he's still going through these cancer treatments and getting better as the days go on which is a really great sign so 
I could I that's definitely one of the better arguments for why he should be probably the front runner for the Bill Mastin Memorial Trophy and, it, and it's not knocking anyone else either. We just think that and bias aside, we just think that Oscar Lindblom is more deserving of the trophy because of what he's going through right now and how he's getting better. And yeah, like, I mean, it, it's definitely not a, sh- uh, a shot at any of the other nominees. Oh, definitely not. And and like like Bobby Ryan, from what he was going through, dealing with the uh, alcohol problems, and then like coming back, he scored the hat trick, and the whole like situation that was going on with his family coming into the league, like all that those stories surfacing up on him. And then like I said, like he had the the trouble dealing with like the alcohol problem, taking some time off. And that's a nice story right there. So I feel like those are like the two best stories of Bob, like Bobby Ryan, Oscar Lindblom. So it'll be nice like when the NHL awards finally happen to see like who wins these trophies because like and like just going to like the other trophies like Sean Couture. We all know halfway through the season when the uh, the NHL writers were doing their votes for each award winner and Sean Couture was the front runner halfway through the season for the Selkie Trophy, and that's the expectation going as the season came to a halt. So like since the season's concluded, the, the expectation is that Sean Couturier is going to be the front runner for the Selkie Trophy, which is very much well deserving for Sean Couturier because he's been one, he's been one of the best defensive forwards coming into since coming into the NHL. It's just his offensive game hasn't really come through since like a couple of years ago. So now you got that offensive game, you got that absolute dynamic defensive game that he has. He's going to be a front-runner for the Selkie for years to come, and this will be a nice cap-off to start off his Selkie dominance. I feel he's going to be the next Patrice Bergeron. That's what he's going to be on his dominance with the Selkie Trophy, one of the dominant defensive forces on the forward position. And it'll be nice to see Coots win the Selkie Trophy and Chris just going through the years on how Sean Couture has been dominant defensively. Like, Like, how have you seen his game progress year after year and just showing off his dominance like i I honestly like so obviously obviously you know when i became a fan in the lockout season and i said that many times and um you know really when i saw that that was like really young couturier that was like right after the 2012 uh playoff series versus pittsburgh where he shut down Evgeny malkin um was very good offensively had a hat trick in game two um, and he was the first, I believe, first uh, Flyers rookie in playoff history to get a hat trick. Um, I think he was. Yeah, uh, he, he was. That you know him there, it, it kind of like opened my eyes up to him a little bit. And then he kind of went in the next season and still continued. But then what he would do, like he would play from I believe it was 2014 to about 2016, uh, 17 around the end of that season he was like playing like third or fourth line and he was playing with guys like Matt Reed. Uh, I'm sure you remember this name, uh, Roman Lubimov. Oh God. Um, <laughs> he played with like a bunch of the, uh, a bunch of guys like third, fourth line. Um, and he never was really able to show his offensive talent, but his defensive game from, from really from 2012 to 2017 or, or around the end of it, um, was just phenomenal to me, to be honest. Um, I think that was really when he like set in stone that he was a good defensive forward and he was tying tired of not being able to show his offensive skill for so long because he was so, you know, cooped up of playing on you know, the third line, fourth line. And, and, and like, like, like even if like, like 
even when he played defensively and was able to, you know, be good in the defensive zone, it wasn't like he wasn't scoring goals. I mean, obviously it wasn't as high as they are now, but he was still contributing in the offense. Oh, definitely was. And I think some people, I'm not sure if some people do forget this or not, but his first season in the league in 2011, 2012, he made the all-star team. Yeah. Like, like that was like a showcase sign right there because he was really good when he was first called up in his 2011, 2012, his rookie season. He was good. It was just the coach after coach, like from Peter Laviolette to Craig Bruby to until Dave Axtell finally gave him the chance a lot. He was being stuck thrown on the uh, bottom six and just playing in that solely defensive role. But then when Dave Haxtell, surprisingly out of every coach that we've had, gave him that chance to play on the first line with Claude Giroux and Jake Voracek, and it just showcased what he can do offensively. Because in juniors, before he was drafted, he was a dynamic offensive player. Yeah, he was a goal scorer. Yeah, he just never got the chance yeah, right. in the NHL. And, then and, 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 and honestly, that was kind of like the same thing with Scott Lawton as well. Mm-hmm. But then they realized that Lawton needed more time to develop, and that's why he got sent back down. So that was even kind of worse too because that was another one that another guy that they kind of caught up early oh definitely and then just seeing Sean Couturier develop his game further year after year just there's like and like the funny thing too is he's been very healthy over like year after year he's been one of the healthiest players on our team yeah yeah and and just like the showcase that like his dominance on his two-way game to provide offensively and defensively in the flyers end it's just really good and Every year, I feel like he just gets better and better in the face-off circle. That's yeah, just, that's, he does. And, I, I, it, like, and, and it's funny that you say that because I'm on his stats right now, and he literally has gotten better every year. Yes. I mean, he, it, has, he went from uh, – I didn't mean to cut you off, but you're good. <laughs> 44, 47, 48, 48, 55, 52, 57, 59. That's percentage going from 2012-13 all the way up to this year. He, he's been going up every single year. Yeah, and – like him and I think him and Claude Giroux are like two of the best face-off men in the NHL. I think they're like both in the top three, top five, or something like that. Yeah. Like, like ever since, like, well, Claude Giroux was always dominant on the face-off, but it's just like year after year. I think, like, even though people want to discredit Ian LaPerriere, I think he's one of the reasons the Flyers are so good in the face-off circle because he was a good face-off man when he played in the league. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the reasons why, and just because Claude Giroux and Sean Couturier are very good players. But, like, the entire team in general, the Flyers were, like, one of the best face-off teams in the league. And I remember, like, like years ago, like, when the Flyers, like, it just, like, are the Flyers ever going to win a f- It's like you always notice when the Flyers don't win the face-offs in the important times. But, like, the Flyers are usually the team that's dominating in the face-off circle now. But it's always, like, when I'm at games and there's a crucial moment of, like, oh, my God, are you going to win the face-off? <laughs> it's just, like... I think like, about that so many times because, like... Like, the, like the worst is when they like they're on the power play, and I'm like, they have to win the draw, they have to win the draw, and I say to and my dad every time, don't. I'm like, Dad, they have to win it, and they friggin' lose it, or Drew gets kicked out, and someone else goes in, and and then they're just it just doesn't work. But thankfully, or, that's why they had Couturier on, and he would just or go they win and the face off, and it passes defender going all the way down the zone. That, those are the worst. <laughs> I, I I don't know what it was, but the one night. I, I remember this so vividly, I don't know why. But the one night they won a face-off and it was a rolling puck and just went right over Provorov's stick. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I was like, why couldn't that just stay in? I was like, the only time they they win a face-off in their own zone, especially on a power play, because really that's the biggest thing with the power play. you got to win the face-off. Oh, definitely. Um, but one thing I wanted to continue off Coots was like, really from 2014 uh, to 
2016-17, uh, and, and, and this is before he had the 17-18 breakout season with 76 points and then followed that up the next year. Um, he, I'm just going to go by, uh, read the points. So 13-14, he had 13 goals, 26 assists, 39 points. It's around 40 points. 14-15, 15 goals, 22 assists, 37 points. 15-16, 11 goals, 28 assists, 39 points. 16-17, 14 goals, 20 assists, 34 points. So he would get around 15 goals, 35 to 40 point range in all of those years and then really just exploded in 17-18 and then really 2018-19. Um, and he was still doing really good this year. Yep. Um, and, and he still would have had another 13 games left to play as well. But <laughs> it's funny that we talk about Couturier because that – that weekend game versus the Rangers, man, you were talking like like it was his uh his Jordan flu game from ninety from ninety seven. <laughs> it's yeah because like when Sean Couturier went down with the flu, you're like questioning, oh my god, is he going to play or not? But like nothing like like nothing's going to be Jordan's flu game. That's like one of the best games going down in history. But like like this like even though we're like completely dramatic dramatizing this, like this was our flu game for right now. <laughs> Imagine. And this is one funny thing, thing too, like going off of, um, well, not on Sean Couture specifically, but like somewhat tying in the Eagles. Like one of my buddies, like was talking about this, like on a radio show. He was talking about what if the what if Carter Hart, like during these, the Stanley Cup playoff run, the Flyers do go on a run, and we get to the Stanley Cup Finals, and Carter Hart kind of gets an injury. And we have to do a whole Eagle situation again where we have to throw Brian Elliott in there. And the Flyers win the Stanley Cup with Brian Elliott. And then you get all of Philadelphia praising Brian Elliott and saying Carter Hart sucks because he got injured. So, like, I, like I, as soon as my friend told me or, like, said that on the radio, I tweeted at him just saying, stop it. Just stop just, it. Just stop. And I'm assuming this is Hunter you're talking about? Oh, definitely. It is Hunter. Uh, Hunter, I love you. <laughs> stop it. Hunter, you bastard. Do, do not bring that on me, please. I, I, I cannot deal with that. We don't I, need that. I, I, I've, now that you say that, I remember myself sitting there literally like almost begging that the Eagles wouldn't lose that Super Bowl. And if that were to happen to the Flyers, oh, God. It, that, it, that just reminds me of 2010 all over again. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> and don't bring up 2010. Oh, the just... anniversary was the other day. Shut up. Yep, because NBC oh, Sports Network wanted to play that oh, entire well, series, like, and I didn't watch it because I didn't want to get cry. Is it me, or is it like, do they always have the same like six games on that network? It's either yes. Game Two from nineteen eighty, or no, it's either Game Six from nineteen eighty, Game Two from nineteen eighty seven, Game Seven from nineteen eighty seven. <laughs> Game six from 2010. Game one from 2010. Just stop it already. I understand my team sucks. Jesus. <laughs> like, I, like, I don't want to be reminded 30,000 times. Oh, my God. And, and wait, and, and this is another thing, because before we did this episode, ladies and gentlemen, we would, me and Amadeo were sitting here putting things down on this Google Doc, talking to ourselves, thinking, what are we going to talk about? So then I decided that let's talk about the 2007 NHL Finals. And I questioned I, why. I must have seen this game. Eight times in the last, like, month and a half on NHL Network. Game five, the Ducks and the Senators in Anaheim, and the Ducks are leading 3-1 to one in the series. It's the most boring game in the world. And, like, <laughs> like, literally, like, if you actually go and you look at the full game on YouTube, because if you watch NHL Network, they cut all that stuff from the intermissions out to fill it in the whole game in two hours. So if you go and you actually watch 
the intermission of the first period, the announcers are literally talking about how boring the game is and how bad the Senators are playing the whole time. And, <laughs> and, and it's not like Pierre Maguire and Eddie Olchek didn't say it about 30 times as you're watching the first period. It's like the most boring thing in the world, and I can't understand. I don't understand it because Ottawa had good players. Like, they had a good team. They had Mike Fisher, Jason Spezza. Uh, I'm trying to think Alfredson. of what they had. Right? Alfredson, yes. Yeah, um, a young Ray Emery in there. Yes, yes. They, that that and that was really I think I think that was really the biggest reason why they got there. They also had Chris Phillips on defense. Um they also had Andre Mazaros, which I oh, found very young, odd. A young Andre Mazaros. Yeah. <laughs> and then, that. Didn't he go to Buffalo after that? I'm not sure where he went to. I know he, he played for the Flyers eventually, so like yeah, that yeah. that's the one thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and it, like it, it just boggles my mind. Like I'm thinking to myself, this literally means NHL network. There has to be thousands, hundreds of thousands other games that they could be showing, and they continue to show the same, like, eight games. <laughs> I don't understand it. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. know. That's just my rant. All right, continue. <laughs> that is, I mean, you could continue on your rant because it does. Honestly, even though I don't watch the replayed games that much on the NHL, like what you said, there's a lot of games where the Flyers lost in the Stanley Cup Finals. I just that, don't understand it. Why is it always us that we lose? I mean, because sadly, the Flyers lose to dominant teams in the finals. Like some team, like we lost to the Islanders dynasty. We lost to the Canadians dynasty. We lost to the, D- the Detroit Red Wings when they were dominant. We lost to the Chicago Blackhawks at the start of their dynasty. Oilers. The, the Oilers twice. It's just the Flyers get I get, Flyers run into a lot of bad luck when they go into the finals. I guess sadly. Now, now, now out of all that, the one game they did play was the Stadium Series, so that was that was yes. good to see. That, that um, was good to see. That was. I wish I was at the game because <laughs> I I was up the mountains at that time, and my dad was telling me he was like, if we were home, we'd be there. I was like, yeah, that's great. That does me nothing. That does Thank me you. nothing. I'd like to be there right now. Thank and you. We, you not buying me the tickets. Yeah, I was, I was like, oh yeah, that's great. So if we were actually in Philly, we'd be there. That's great. I was thanks, like, oh, thanks for salt, putting more salt on the wound there. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I was like, oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> oh my god, and it's just like looking back on like a many Stanley Cup final. What was? I w- well, even though the last exciting Stanley Cup final for me was St. Louis versus Boston, just be j- just because seven game series are more exciting to me specifically oh, God, for the Stanley great. Cup finals. Yeah. It's but then it also makes me think: when was the last time a team got swept in the finals? Ninety eight. What was it? The ninety eight Washington Capitals? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, because I know because Detroit done those two they swept the Flyers yeah. and the Capitals. Yeah, they did. Two thousand one, they beat them in uh, seven. Colorado 2002 was in five 2003 was in seven 2004 was in seven 2005 there wasn't 2006 that was in six that was in seven oh seven my bad yeah 2007 was in five uh eight was in six nine was in seven ten was in six eleven was in seven yeah um, twelve think of it twelve was in seven five the kings Oh well, I was thinking about uh, Vancouver and Boston. That was seven. Yeah, the King, the Kings, and the Devils was six. Yeah, six. Um, two thousand thirteen was six. Two thousand fourteen was six. Yep. Uh, two thousand no, two thousand fourteen was five. Yeah. Yep. Fifteen was six. Um, yep. Sixteen was six. Seventeen was six. Uh, eighteen was five. Eighteen was five. Nineteen was seven. And, and 20, 20 was seven, but the Flyers beat the, uh, the Golden Knights in seven. Yeah, I'll, I'll say the Flyers sweep the Golden Knights. Thank you very sweep much. Sweep the Golden Knights? Okay. Yes. I, I'm, being very, 
Uh, uh, maybe not. Uh, maybe uh, not. I, I'll say. I'll say. Tough. I'll say Colorado is more of a seven-game series. Ve- ve- that's also the one thing. There's like I. I take the uh, the uh, the odds to win the Stanley Cup by a grain of salt, just because that's just like a Vegas prediction thing. But why is Vegas the best team with the odds to win the cup? I I don't know. Like, why is Vegas? What does yeah? And what does three months have to change? I don't no know. Playing. It's not like they're sitting there playing. You know, mini sticks in their basement. I, I, this is I know like granted this is also Flyers buys because the Flyers had the best odds like going into the uh, the shortened season but where did Vegas come from <laughs> like I know like is it just because are they going by the most healthy teams and Vegas has the best odds when they're most healthy with Mark Andre Fleury is it I don't, uh, I don't know I don't know I mean really who knows I mean every team is going through this I, I, exactly I mean Christ there's eight more teams that are getting added into this yes. it's not like it's going to be any easier it's another round you have to play. Definitely for some teams, and, not all. Yeah, and and going and I want to go through off of the playoffs real quickly. Going into the draft lottery, since that's coming up at the end of the month, what team do you think is going to win the draft lottery? Do you oh think it's going to be God. one of those seven bottom teams, or do you think it's going to be one of the uh, the question teams that we don't know yet? <laughs> it's it it has to be one of the seven bottom teams. I can't see it being anyone else. Can you? <laughs> Uh, it's the NHL draft lottery. And the, like I said before, this is a lottery where number 30 can land at the first overall pick. And even though that's not possible, it would somehow happen because it's the NHL. So honestly, I would think this is going to be, I would say at least one of the unknown teams is going to be in the top three. I'm not saying they're going to win it. They're going to be. Yeah, three. I, I agree with that too. And, and if not top three, top five, do you think, like, because this is a very high possibility. Do you think Ottawa can end up with pick one and two? Because Ottawa has San Jose's pick. Yeah, they do. And um, they're both they're both in the top three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw. Well, is this still going by points percentage? Yes, it is. Yeah, because they said that Ottawa can do no worse than three or four. Yep, they can so... do no worse than three or four, and it's possible that they can get one and two. That's that. That, that be, that's that's scary. That is very scary. Could you imagine if they had Lafreniere and like Byfield or Stutzel yes. or someone like that on the same team at one time? And that's a team that has a lot of very good young talent. Yes, it adding, does. And you're adding top two picks in the NHL draft. That's going to make that team good, really good, three or four years from now, maybe two, even less. <laughs> Jesus. Once they get a goaltender, yeah, still. that's that's really what they need some some. Some better veterans and some but you know, core, but you know core defensive will, goalies. But you know what will make me mad at this draft lottery if the Devils win it again? I saw something but, that apparently, uh, I, I think I think I, to, I told you this before, and I also made a video about this. I don't, I can't remember if I said it on the podcast. I'm losing my mind. Um, <laughs> we all that, are. <laughs> that New Jersey, Buffalo, Chicago, and Montreal can't get two, three, four, or five. So they're all pick past sixth. So that, that leads me to believe that the Cal- get one. <laughs> so that's that's still scary. Well, no, no, no. They can't pick past that. Like they can't mm-hmm. pick anywhere from one to five. So they're only from six to ten. Interesting. So that leads me to believe that all the California teams are going to be like one to five, uh, and Ottawa, Detroit. And that's also a weird thing too, seeing every California team in the draft lottery now. Because yeah, I was. Because- there's always at least one of them in the playoffs. Yeah, there's always a, like I've been so used to seeing it like San Jose at the top of the league, Anaheim at the top of the league, LA always like in the mix near the top of the league, and it's weird seeing every single one of them in the draft lottery. That's just weird. 
Like, I don't know if anyone else feels that, but that's very weird to me. Yeah, it it, it, it feels weird because, I mean, Anaheim is like the, the literally the legitimate chokers of uh, clinching the Pacific Division and then losing in the Western Conference Final. Um, or losing Game 7 at home. Yeah, it's, it's always a Game 7 at home, isn't it? Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> I mean, L.A. was good for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, really, from 12 and twelve to maybe 2018, they were good. And Set honestly, is. I think from like 2010 to uh, yeah. 2018, they, like, they were okay in 10 and 11, but then 12, obviously, they won the Cup and uh, all and the other years after. San Jose can also give the uh, award to Clint to always choking in the playoffs as well. Mm-hmm. Because until they actually got to the finals and then lost to the Pittsburgh Penguins, but that's another story for another day. Yeah. But they were also another California team that constantly chokes in the playoffs when they were like the best team in the league at some yeah, point. They were. Uh, I'm trying to think what year was that? 15? They were like one of the best teams. I don't think I know. It was... I know Chicago, Tampa, and the Capitals were really good that year. Yeah, I think San Jose and. It it was sixteen when they went to the final. I don't think they were the best team going in. They were like they weren't one of the borderline teams going in. They were like more of a second, third place team going into the playoffs that season. But like I think the expectations for them weren't as high as previous, which I think also benefited them going into that playoffs since I guess the pressure really wasn't there for them. But still, they ended up didn't, not not winning. So yeah. and also Martin Jones in that playoffs, which is crazy. Even though now we're looking at Martin Jones and he's not as good. No, anymore, not. which is sadly, which I liked Martin Jones. Yeah, but. that was the year that uh, the Florida Panthers won the Atlantic. Oh, oh God, that's that's weird. That's mm-hmm. that's yeah, that's still very all, weird to hear. I know, and yeah, all three California teams were one, two, three. The Ducks came yep. charts, and the points were one hundred three, hundred two, ninety eight. So, and then the Phoenix was that Phoenix at the time. Phoenix no, they Coyote, were, they were they Arizona. Arizona still. Yep, in twenty fifteen. Yeah, they, they they got changed to Arizona in twenty fourteen around that time. Fourteen, okay. Yeah, um, they were they were in fourth with seventy eight points. Oh they were 20, 20, 20 points back of third. So that was kind of like a runaway with those teams right there. And then it was oh God. Calgary, Vancouver, and uh, the Oilers uh, with seventy seven, seventy five, and seventy to end that end the year there. That's when the Oilers were complete awful, and that was also the first year of McDavid when he got injured. Thanks, Brandon Manning. Uh, <laughs> And that was also when the Jets finished in seventh. Um, wow, that's that's odd. The Stars won the division that year. Yeah, they did. They, they had fifty wins. <laughs> oh my God, they were the best team in the league. You said oh, another one. Sho- the Capitals were. You sounded very shocked. I was because I don't remember Dallas being that good. <laughs> Jesus, I was in seventh grade. <laughs> Holy. And yeah, what but year was what year was that? 2015. I was in ju- I was a junior in high school. Wow, I'm a junior. I'm a senior in high school now. But... Oh my god! <laughs> and I am graduated from college, so yeah, time does fly. <laughs> time flies very fast. And just going to the draft in general, uh, I'm I'm gonna keep saying this, but I can't wait to hear when whatever it was. It's if it's gonna be the first, second, or third overall pick, and this pick goes to we have no idea. <laughs> I just want to hear that. I know it's not what they're going to say, but in my mind, they're going to say that. We have no idea what this team is. So it'll be like, the, this pick goes to Team A, B, C, D, E, F, whatever. It's going to be it's gonna be one of those things. But I just want to hear them say, we have no idea. Could you imagine it's like Team B and it's like the Philadelphia Flyers get like top three? That, 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 that'd be nice, but that's also not possible. <laughs> that would, well, 
how is it possible for Pittsburgh to win them to win? Because the because they're in the playing round, and if they lose the playing round, they go into the the draft lottery. The well, you Flyers, know what? That's you know what that 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 makes me want to pick my desk up and throw it. <laughs> that is like uh, that 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 annoys me. That really does. <laughs> because you know what? How many how many times has Pittsburgh been gifted something? A lot. I mean, Pittsburgh is literally gifted every game they play. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> I, I, I've never seen a coach more than Mike Sullivan, who consistently, every single time the Penguins do not score first in the game, this dude challenges the play. I swear to God, every time he does it. Every time. What captain do you see get a penalty taken away from him? I had no idea. You can literally look it up on YouTube. Crosby literally got a penalty taken away from him in a national televised game versus the Chicago Blackhawks. And I think it was the same game where Kane literally undressed Flurry in a shootout. <laughs> That's funny. Like, and it's, it and just also, boggles my mind. And, like, also, like, thinking back, like, like I know, like, we're talking about Pittsburgh right now, and all Pittsburgh fans will just say, oh, we have more rings than you. Okay, that's, that's your best the last time you saw the Flyers win a cup? <laughs> Be original. <laughs> And just like, like, like majority when Pittsburgh won the back to back before, like in 2016 was their first cup, like in this decade, it just like, like they, at the beginning of that season, they weren't that good. And then they fired their head coach, hired Sullivan from the minor leagues. And then they went on an incredible run to win the cup. It's funny too, because in 2009, well, cause in 2008, when they went to the finals against Detroit, they had Michelle Terrian as their head coach. 2009, they didn't start out so hot. They fired Terrian hired Balsma from the AHL team and they went on to win the cup. So it's like for Pittsburgh, when you start off very sluggish, you fire your coach, you hire a new one from the AHL, you're going to win the Stanley cup because that's what history has been like in the past few years for Pittsburgh. And also if you, if you go to the finals one year, you're going to go back to back because that's just been Pittsburgh's history. When they won the back to back cups in the fi- in the nineties, they went two years in a row. In 2008 and 2009, they were there back-to-back years. 2016, 2017, back-to-back years. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of history for Pittsburgh. When they go to the finals once, expect them there the next season. Yeah. <laughs> That's just history right there. Yeah, A little it's... lesson for every everyone there. If, every Flyers fan who hates that. Yeah. I mean, I can understand your hatred right there. But off of the Pittsburgh Penguins, because uh, it makes me gag when I want to talk about them. <laughs> just one more thing. What? Um, that 2008 <laughs> finals... Is unbelievably good. Yes, it is. And it's not even that the fact that the Penguins lost, it makes it a little bit sweeter, but it doesn't mean that they lost. But it was an unbelievably good series. And I wish it went seven games. I really do. I wish Pittsburgh won that game six just to get another game out of it. And it's just like taking it off from a Flyers fan perspective, like when the Flyers are not in in talks for anything when they're done. And I look at it as a hockey fan. And I like Sidney Crosby. I know Flyers fans would despise me for saying that. I do, too. Every Flyers fan hates Sidney Crosby. Wait, do you despise me or do you like Sidney Crosby? (laughs) I like Crosby when he doesn't play the Flyers. When he hates the – when he plays the Flyers, I hate his guts. Yeah, yeah, that that's my standpoint. When the fly, yeah. like I said, when the Flyers are not in contention for anything, I cheer for Crosby. Sadly, he's in Pittsburgh, but I cheer for Crosby. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say I cheer for – well, I guess you could say I cheer for him, but I don't cheer for the Penguins. Uh, and it's funny because in the, in I believe fifty yeah fifteen they they the the Pittsburgh lost in the first round that year, um to uh, the, the Rangers. Rangers. 
Mm-hmm. And me and my dad rooted for the Rangers because we wanted the Penguins out. And then the next round, I believe they played the Capitals. We rooted for the Capitals because we wanted the Rangers out. So basically, we just root for whatever team that uh, the teams that we hate to get out. But the thing is, <laughs> is like, I was also very young at that time. And I kind of, I don't really do that anymore, to be honest with you. I kind of like, it's funny because I might sound very stupid for this. And some people might hate me that I say this, but I actually started to like the Capitals more since I saw them win in 2018. Oh, I, the like, like granted, like I'm a Flyers fan, but my, my second favorite team has always been the Washington Capitals because of Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I, I appreciate I Ovechkin. Ovechkin so much more. And, like, if I'm picking between the Crosby and the Ovechkins, I'm going to pick Ovechkin more because I just love Ovechkin. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, mean, I, I, like, honestly, I like, like Crosby, but I love Ovechkin. Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, I, I would rather take Ovechkin. It's it's nothing, like, nothing against Crosby. It's nothing against Ovechkin. I would just rather have him because I like him more. I'm yeah, the exact same way. And, like, it's the same thing with, like, when the Flyers are out of contention. And I w- would like to see Crosby have success. I if If it's Crosby and Ovechkin in the same circle... I want to see success for Ovechkin because he has less of the success in the playoffs than Crosby does. So I want to see Ovechkin succeed more. And that finally happened in 2018. And I, and I cried when he lifted the Stanley cup because he finally got over the hump. Like that, that was like one of the first finals where I actually saw tears running down my eyes. Well, well had tears. Yeah. I, I think the one that I cried, um, was 15 when Chicago won. Cause it came well, out in. Well, also, I did cry when the Flyers lost in the finals of 2010, but that's another story because that was just pure sadness. Like this was this was happy tears for Alex Ovechkin. Yeah, like like sadness, tears, and happy tears are two different things, people. So, like, I I know that I know that was a dark time. Uh, <laughs> did, did you like? Was it like sobbing or was it like kind of like sad or was it just like unbelievably can't control yourself like little girl like crying it, like it was in different spurts like when I was there it was just little little tears running down my face when I went to bed that night that's when I started sobbing <laughs> I was like uh, <laughs> it's always when you go to bed is when it hits I feel like that on Sunday nights when I gotta get up to go to school the next morning I'm like ah. Oh. <laughs> This is this is great. Like, oh, I gotta go to school no. tomorrow, and then I'll sit there and cry myself to sleep. <laughs> but, but let's actually talk about some happy things off of these bad memories. So, oh, back God. into back into NHL award talks. So, we talked about Oscar Lindblom. We talked about Sean Couturier. But there is a possibility because I just saw this today from NHL Twitter that. Lane Vigneault is the looks like he's the front runner for the Jack Adams Award, and I did not expect this, but I'm also kind of happy. <laughs> so I didn't expect it either. Me neither. But uh, cool. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I was like, oh, nice. Yeah, it's it's it, it's very nice. And according to the trophy track tracker, what they show on the NHL Twitter, so I guess these are by the votes. So in fourth place is Dave Tippett of Arizona. He has 32. John Tortorella. Of Columbus, he has 44. Mike Sullivan has 56 of the votes for Pittsburgh. And then Elaine Vigneault is in first with 59 votes. I, I'm i fine with that. I am very fine with that. I did not... 60? I, 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 I expected John Tortorella to run away with this just because of what Columbus was doing this season, but I'm fine with Elaine Vigneault winning, winning the Jack Adams. I am completely fine with that. I am unbelievably fine with that. <laughs> not a problem at all, because I, you know, I actually said that that I thought that he should win um, in a prediction. And I also said that about Chuck Fletcher in a different one, that I think he should win GM of the year. Uh, and I per- personally didn't say it on anything because I didn't want people to think, oh, you're biased. Because I would have had, what I really would have had was Coots, 
AV, Chuck Fletcher, and Oscar Limblom, all four of them actually winning. And that would have looked really biased on my part, even though it's my true feelings. And then throw so, in Hart for the heart, just just why not? <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Carter Hart wins the Vista. Connor Hallibuck is so overrated. It's not even no, fun. No, no I said Hart, Hart wins the heart. <laughs> Oh, and also the Vesna, why not? Just yeah. that there as well. Give, just give him. Just give everything to the Flyers. <laughs> give him the, just give him the Ted Lindsay. Like, <laughs> what's the point? Give him the Rocket, Pasternak, Matthews, Ovechkin, overrated. It's all right. <laughs> everything Flyers. Yes. Flyers win the Cup. Flyers win the Cons. My Flyers win every award. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, everything. Literally. So the winner of every award is Flyers. Ah, yes, that would be great. nice in a laugh in the face to the rest of the NHL, because yeah, why not? <laughs> it would be. It'd be hilarious. That would be hilarious, but that's very unrealistic. <laughs> very. It's very unrealistic. I'll, I'll take Katurian Vigneault and Oscar Lindblom winning their respective trophies, and I'm fine with that. Carter Hart, he'll win the Vesna, I'll say, at least twice over his career in the NHL. Maybe a Hart Trophy. Who knows? Uh, who wins a Hart Trophy as the Flyers? I have no idea who's going to win that. Uh, like, I, I can't say anyone on this team will win a Hart Trophy in the Taylor future. Lear. Who? Taylor Lear. No. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. He does not Robin ex- Lubimov. No. He does not Andrew exist. McDonald. They don't oh, know. Should, Shut up. Should I, bring, should I bring up the Andrew McDonald theory that I called you about last night? Oh, my God. Yeah, go ahead. This may be mad. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. So, so. Andrew McDonald wouldn't have been looked at as that bad because everyone was like, oh, he sucks, he's this, he's that. And I, I was I was right with you. I drank the Kool-Aid. Um, <laughs> he wouldn't have been looked at as that bad if he was paid half the money he was paid. Shut so up. instead of $5 million, he was paid two and a half. Shut up. <laughs> Think about what I'm saying before you tell me to shut up. I am. I thought about it when you told me. I'm telling you. No, to you shut didn't. Because you were just yes, like, I, uh, I was like, no, think, because you <laughs> I, know, you know that I have something going on here. Yeah, he would. He wouldn't be. People would be mad at him from his price tag. People would be pissed off at him because he sucked. So I'm telling you to shut but, up. But 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 was he was he really that bad though? Yes. But was he? Because think <laughs> think think he was paid five million dollars. When you're paid five million dollars and you don't produce, obviously you're going to be told you suck. You're going to be told you suck. Look at James Van Riemsdyk. Look at how many people. Look, look at how much he's getting shit on right now. Look at Jake Voracek. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. It's it's the money that they get paid, which is why everyone's like, oh, they suck. I mean, I'm sure there's people that have said that about Brian Elliott too when 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 he came here in his first year. <laughs> that said, he was bad on the money that he got paid. I can't even remember what he got paid. It wasn't much at that time, was it? No, it wasn't that much. I honestly don't remember what Brian Elliott... I think it wasn't as much more as he's getting paid right now, honestly. Yeah, I think it was around... What was it, like 2.5? I think. Yeah, something like that. It, like, it, it just boggles my mind. Like, and it makes me think, too, because it's like... It, it reminds me a lot of Gudis, because if Gudis was played in, like, half the minutes he got... Because I feel like the reason why Gudis wasn't good here was because he was overplayed. Like, he got too many minutes. And like, and I and I, like when I think about that, I mean like, like literally, he probably should have just gotten like maybe eleven, twelve minutes a night instead of like 
maybe the 15 to 17 he probably got. I don't remember his average, but you get what I'm saying? I do. <laughs> but just for pure comedic sense, I want to tell you to shut up. <laughs> because right. it's funny. Because well, it's, <laughs> because it's I, I just find it funny. <laughs> no, I, I completely understand. I might sound like a total dope, but it's okay. But I'm I... actually going to look this up now and see what his average uh, ice time was with the Flyers. <laughs> because, you know what, that's important to me, and... <sighs> It's all right. It's all right, Amadeo. It's all right. You, you didn't hurt my feelings at all. It's okay. Perfectly fine. I'll just, I'll just uh, go cry in my bed like I did, like or, like you did for the finals, or like I did for the finals. Yeah, like you did for the finals. You dick. <laughs> <laughs> Taste of your own medicine. Now I can't find his ice time. Hmm, Jeez, I wonder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe they're trying to hide it from me now. They went on everything. Maybe they are. They realize, Chris, you're probably a crazy man right now. Let's hide all these stats for you. Average time on ice time with the Philadelphia Flyers, 20 minutes a night. 20 minutes a night. 17-17. Yes, McDonald's. Gudis. Oh, 1951, 1918, 1706-1753. Bingo! If he got like 12 to maybe like 14 minutes a night, he probably wouldn't have been looked at as bad. He was very good in the 18-19 season. Very uh, good. And then you look at Dave Haxtell playing him way too much. <laughs> he was plus six. <laughs> well, but here's the thing. Plus minus doesn't matter. Oh, I know it doesn't matter. And I've said that many times, but he was plus six. <laughs> the team was awful. You saw it with you saw it with your own eyes, just like I saw it with my own eyes. We sucked. Of course. <laughs> we sucked. The best game we played all year was the stadium series. We were awful. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and he was uh. plus six. Oh my God! This is, this and is he scored from the red line in fifteen sixteen. <laughs> I feel like you're going to go on a, a whole worldwide rant now about <laughs> you're going to do a whole petition thing. Like Andrew McDonald wasn't that bad; it was just the money. You know what? You know what, Amadeo? I might make a YouTube video about this, and I'm going to force you to watch it. It's oh, going to no. be like it's going to be like in SpongeBob when he gets the French fries and he holds his eyes open, like because he, he's going to fall asleep. That's what I'm going to do to you, and I'm going to brainwash you, make you watch watch this video many times, over and over and over and over again. Oh god! And then, and then it's going to be drilled through your head, and then you're, and then that's when you're going to really cry at night. <laughs> oh my goodness! You okay there, buddy? Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm perfectly fine. I think I'm I think I'm losing myself. This you is... sound like you're losing yourself. And you know what I would put in the comment section of that video? Shut up. <laughs> just shut up. Just shut up. Just, just shut up. <laughs> oh but, my god. Um... We're completely losing our minds here at the oh, Flyer yeah. Podcast. We so before we're getting closer towards the end. So I wanna share something with you guys that you can you can do yourself with a little giveaway right here. So me and Chris, we partner up with the relevant app and we have our own Flyers community there, our own little chat talk there for just to talk flyers topics and all that so we have a little fanatics giveaway because relevant is partnered with fanatics so here are the steps for you to enter into that flyers fanatics giveaway so you'll get a jersey and you'll get a hat from fanatics so if you go here are your steps if you go download the relevant app and join the, the chat room flyers fanatics and then your second step will be to follow this podcast at florida podcast on instagram and then your third step will go to subscribe to our separate YouTube channel. So that's Flyers Fan Mania 93 and TTP Sports on YouTube. And then once you do all of those steps, you will either go to DM Flyers Fan Mania 93, that's Chris's account, or you can DM the Flyer Up Podcast account with the word done. And then you will be entered into the, the Fanatics giveaway. 
for the relevant app. So that'll be a nice giveaway for someone to win some Flyers merchandise from Fanatics. That's a nice little treat right there for someone in these tough times that we're in. So it's always yeah. nice to give someone a little treat of sports memorabilia for free. That's always yeah, nice. Definitely. And, uh, and and one thing I just want to say, too, is that um, if you message me, the one thing I'll only ask is just to send screenshots of everything just so that I know you actually did it. Um, yeah. and, and then you'll be added into this uh, notes thing I have in my phone, which now has all the people who have done it so far. Uh, so we will be uh, having that up for a couple of days uh, and then we will contact the winner um, and then we will kind of do our little spinoff thing and things like that. Yep. But we appreciate yep. you guys um, who have been listening to us for, you know, this 2019 season um, yep. and, uh, uh, you know, basically really supporting us throughout everything and continuing to listen to us during these uh, tough times here. Uh, in the world in uh, 2020. Yep. Yeah, and, and and one rule for this: don't no duplicate accounts. Just, yes, just, just yes. your just yeah, your, just, own, your one account. No mm-hmm. spam accounts. No none of that. Just mm-hmm. your yeah. It's, own it's only it's account. only one account per entry. You could share this with your friends. Th- those friends can enter the contest. Get as many people involved in this as possible. If you want to try to enter and win this fanatics giveaway, that's always going to be nice, right there. So, good luck to anyone that's entering, listening to this podcast, or people that are following us on our Instagram pages. Good luck to you in those contests. So, it, it was a crazy little episode right here. Chris went on his rant about the 07 finals, about his Andrew McDonald thing. We talked about some nice things with the NHL going into they're announcing their phase three starting time. And now players are back into their small groups practicing for right now in phase two. And also, there's still more news to come into the future about the NHL. There's still words about what the hub cities are going to be. I'm hearing like Vegas is a possibility, maybe somewhere in Canada. Who knows? Maybe it might be two U.S. cities. It might be two Canadian cities. We have no idea yet. And we still don't know the exact starting date for Phase 4 when that is going to begin. That's also going to be announced at a future date. But just all this news right now with the NHL, the, some flyers that are in the front running for their respected trophies in the NHL, that's always nice to see. And we're definitely going to get a lot of news as the days go on and the weeks go by as we get closer to July and August. And who knows? Maybe other leagues will start following soon like the nba is doing maybe the mlb will get their stuff together and think of something but hey we're just at the podcast right here explaining what the news is lately for you guys so that's going to wrap it up for this episode here at the florida podcast don't forget to go on our fanatics giveaway with the relevant app don't forget to follow those steps like i said earlier a couple minutes ago so without further ado i'm your host amadeo gracia that is chris mayer and we will be being that Be back next time at the Florida Podcast. See you later, everyone.